light fills the room. Twilight is shining through the barrier. It seems your journey is finally over. This podcast is filling with determination. It's my best friend's game. Last month, now I'm just totally whatever. It's like two or three times. Tim, yeah. you gotta hosting the podcast should be filling you with determination. Mm-hmm. No, uh, there it is. Okay. Well, on that note, hello <laughs> and welcome to my best friend's game, where we're best friends who make each other play our favorite games. Um, I'm your host for this month, Tim Zamanigan, and I'm joined by Evan Ledesma and Max Sims. And this month, we're going to be talking about Undertale, as well as Bubsy, the Wooly Strike Back, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, but first, uh, what's new in your guys' gaming lives? Anything Anything you guys are playing right now? Let's see, who goes first? Is it me or Matt? Uh, I mean, whoever. I mean, whoever. Just some, someone jump in. Uh, okay, let's see. Games I'm playing this past month. I have... Ca- I ca- uh, let me start over. Games this mm-hmm. month. Um, <laughs> let wanna, me start again. again. Games this month. What I have been playing. <laughs> Games I've been playing this month. Um, Gundam Versus. Continuing to play uh, that. And yeah. unfortunately, I am partaking in Star Wars uh, Battlefront Two, uh, which is just a like travesty, it. a disaster. Um, <laughs> but it is. It can be a lot of fun. Uh, I likened it to uh, McDonald's. Um, it's just so bad for you, but it is it is a joy at times. So, that's I mean, it's it. basically just like super fan servicey. Oh just yeah, bunch of Star Wars action. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the PR fiasco yeah. with uh, the DLC, I think yeah. the honestly pro- people would like it. Right? The so. progression the progression system just makes no sense. Like um, yeah. you have to open boxes to get like better at characters. Um, it oh, just makes no sense. Right. As someone who's never really played, I think, that kind of game, what mm. do you do in a match? Is it just, like, kill the most guys, or are you, it, like, capturing a point? It's or? it's just totally chaotic. It's just you're um. trying to capture a point, um, but it could change for different maps. Like, sometimes there's two points or three points, mm-hmm. and then as the uh, offensive team takes the points, uh, the defensive team kind of falls back, like, retreats to, like, the next points and the next points until you completely lose. Um, and that's like Overwatch. A little bit like Overwatch, but um, anyway, it, it's it's just a mess. It's really confusing. Um, yeah, but, but it's still fun at times. But it's <laughs> Star Wars. You get to, you get to use I a mean, lightsaber. Yeah. That's the cool part. So yeah. I mean, I played the first Battlefront a little bit at my friend's place, mm-hmm. and. Um, there's a simple joy in being Darth Vader oh, and yeah. just kind of like stomping mm-hmm. around and yeah, you know, just being Darth. The Vader. attention to detail is gorgeous. It looks great because it's made on the uh, the Frostbite engine, so it's just mm. it's just beautiful to look at. Um, and yeah, as Darth Vader, you can just like reflect bolts back at people. You just you just feel amazing. Yeah. So you feel amazing. Yeah, just like Good Genji. <laughs> just like just Genji. like Genji. <laughs> All right, Max. What about you? Um, other than the two games that we you know, reviewed for the podcast. Uh, I only played two other new games this month, which is a low for me. Uh, but they were when you came over, Tim, and we played the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure fighting game on the PlayStation, oh, yeah. which is, I mean, it's a solid Capcom fighter. I enjoyed it. Uh, as well as, like, what I think is my new favorite PlayStation 1 game, Mad Panic Coaster, which is just, oh, like, God. a insanely oh, wow. fast, like, on-rails, almost, like, racing thing where you're, like, racing on a roller coaster what? made of 
bones to like a yeah. punk, <laughs> like a hardcore punk soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, dude, the soundtrack was amazing. It was, like that got me really. It was amped. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a a very obscure. I mean, in that I've never really heard of it almost right. anywhere. Uh, Japanese PS One game. Uh, it was also pretty hard. If I remember it was right. pretty hard, but it was yeah. it was something. Like look up a video of it. You don't really need to play it. I don't think it's necessarily. True, yeah. I mean, it was all right, but like. Whew. So wait, what do you do? Yeah. Do you like shoot you targets just, or something? You have to do three laps without dying. Okay. There are a bunch you're of on enemies. a roller coaster. Yeah. You're huh. you're about to die most of the time because yeah. you're constantly turning and your cart's like falling off the tracks. Very extreme, but and it's super it's, fast. It's very <laughs> extreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What am I playing? Well, I got back into Zelda, finally. Oh, Breath of the wow. Wild, after yeah, months and months of putting enough. it down. I know, I know. And that's like, uh, there have been very few games I can think of that I've liked <laughs> as much as I like Breath of the Wild that I put down for that long, and I'm not really sure why. I mean, I moved for a little bit, and I was looking for jobs for a little bit. It kind of just fell by the wayside, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, now that I'm back into it, I'm just like, I'm falling in love with it all yeah. over again. Um, How many Guardians have you defeated? I have, well, I have beaten three of the Divine Beasts now, and I'm on my fourth. I'm currently in the desert. Um, Okay, nice. Good one. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I'm at at the point where, like, most of the map is unlocked, and I'm kind of just, like, browsing Mm -hmm. around some places I haven't seen before. I'm just kind of exploring a little bit, and I'm, like, seeing a lot of things that I know is going to come in handy later. Like, I'm seeing, like, these huge-ass dragons I never saw before. <laughs> and I'm like, what's oh, yeah, their the deal? Okay. You know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what their deal is, and I'm sure it's something important. But well, anyway. Um, I, I never figured out by myself what to do with the dragons, so okay. I, you might want to look it up. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just kind of like, I'm, wow, dragons. I'm also like that. Like, I don't want to know anything. I want to figure dragons. it out myself, but I don't yeah. know. I had to eventually I, read. I think they kind of teach if you find the right dragon first, mm-hmm. which is like oh. a one in three chance, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it kind of teaches you about them. Mm. Mm. The I also am, uh, my intention is somewhat divided between um, getting enough hearts to get the Master Sword, which is like, uh, really, yeah. I want that, or going for this Divine Beast. I feel like I'm very close to getting the Master Sword. Mm-hmm. I've just like pulled it out until I died to like the last three hearts I've had, So, but I think it's almost there. That was mm-hmm. one of my favorite introductions in that game, the the heart mechanic when you're taking out the sword. It, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. a great idea, great idea. It was really good. Yeah, and, and I, I like, could just look up like how many it, hearts it's, I it's need. It's like nail biting. You're like, am I gonna <laughs> do it? Like, <laughs> and I like that it does kill you if you. Uh-huh, right. Yeah, it actually yeah. kills you, and it's like a minor inconvenience because you just spawn yeah. a little bit away from it, <laughs> but it's still kind of like, damn it, <laughs> not this time, I guess. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'm hoping I can finish that this upcoming month. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe since the last podcast, I beat Super Mario Odyssey and then spent a decent amount of time cleaning up extra moons, though now I'm oh. maybe 200-ish away from having all of them, and I just kind of, I don't know, mm-hmm. I just stopped playing. Not that it, <laughs> I mean, it was great It was great all the way up until I stopped caring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's how it'll mm. go, I feel like. Interesting. Um, same with Zelda, we- I got like, a hundred out of the shrines, which mm-hmm. is, you know, all like 90% ish. And mm-hmm. then I just sure. stopped. I don't and know. That was it. I mean, I think like, unless you're really committed to like really completing committed. a game and you get a joy out of that, I feel yeah. like once you're no longer like getting the thrill, it's kind of like, well, maybe it's yeah. time to put it down. Well, mm-hmm. and in Mario, it was basically like once I had to look stuff up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, then I kind of gave up. So, but, yeah. Whereas in Zelda, sure. I had to look stuff up, but I was still having fun with it because mm-hmm. I had to find the shrines, but then once you're inside, there's, you know, meat on them bones. So. The, yeah, right. the puzzles, the puzzles. Right. Um, yeah. 
we're not, I don't we don't have to put this in the podcast, but like I there's still has not been a game like Breath of the Wild where like I, when I figure out a puzzle, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, yeah. I figured this out. Because well, Breath yeah. of the Wild, there's basically, like, four things you can do. You know, you have, right. like, four powers. So you're like, mm-hmm. okay, which one is it? Yeah, it's which kind of a double-edged it? sword. It's like, it's got to be these four sort of things. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. Right. Or you but can flip your controller kind of... and get the ball over in the... <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of jank it out. Yeah, exactly. Um... All right, and now let's move on to the main part of our podcast where we discuss the game that I have assigned Max and Evan to play, which is Undertale. Um, Undertale is one of my favorite games of all time, and it very quickly kind of cemented itself there, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, Let me give a quick introduction of the game that I'm mostly pulling from Wikipedia. Um, Undertale is a role-playing video game created by American indie developer and composer Toby Fox. Um, basically in this game you control a human child who has fallen into this underground world um, called the underground which is basically a monster kingdom Um, a long time ago in game there was a war between humans and monsters Uh, the monsters ended up losing and were sealed away in this underground where they have been living for I'm not sure if it says in the game but a long 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 time time. Mm -hmm. long time away from humans a long time ago and now that you have fallen in, it is basically up to you to find a way out um, of the underground. And in the process, you encounter a lot of different characters, and um, basically everyone else you meet is a monster. Um, and the mechanics of this game kind of play into that, because it is a typical kind of role-playing game, at least at first blush, but there's very non-typical aspects to it, where instead of just fighting and killing all the monsters you meet, you can talk the battles out and end them peaceably. Um, and that's actually the crux of one of Undertale's main story themes, which is the perception of monsters in the genre of RPG and whether or not fighting and killing them is the ethical thing to do. And this game basically kind of turns that on its head and it encourages you to find non-violent ways to end your disputes. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. So, I guess I kind of wanted to start with maybe talking about the story impressions, because I feel Mm -hmm. like we can talk about everything else in the context of the story once we've maybe kind of established how you guys felt um, Mm -hmm. about the tale and the characters. (laughs) Of being under. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So, I don't know. You guys, uh, tell me what you thought. So, overall thoughts? Yeah, I mean, overall thoughts, I guess mainly focusing on story. Story specifically. Um, I'm kind of, yeah. Actually, sorry, Max, you start off. I feel like I've been starting okay. off a lot. Um, well, I was just going to say real quick that like, I feel like with Deadly Premonition, we, again, we're still figuring out how to not bounce around as much, so I'm mm-hmm. going to try to keep it yeah, focused it. on story mm-hmm. and then mechanics. Mm-hmm. And then okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Try to do this that. This one sounds oh, yeah. like it's going to be a lot harder to edit, so I'm sorry, Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this okay. one, yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right, I'll try to it's make it a lot it of easy. thoughts. Um, okay, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to start, I guess, with, like, how I first kind of came across the game, because this was not my first time playing it. Um, So it, you know, released in, I believe, fall 2015 to pretty, like, extreme universal acclaim. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it being a a computer game, which I don't really play, I pretty much only play console games, I was like, eh... I'll just wait until it comes to console. Like it'll probably happen. <laughs> and then Tim, later. and then Tim was like, you gotta play it, man. <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. exactly like that. <laughs> I'll play it. You know, it's, it's available outside of steam, which I don't really use. I could just download it from the website. Uh, mm-hmm. and it runs fine on Mac. So, yeah. uh, so I downloaded it then and played through it in less than a week, I think. And, and, and 
you know, what they say is true. Like, I actually kind of wanted to be like, oh, it's not as great as everyone says it is. But, mm-hmm. like, it's hard to find stuff wrong with the game. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, it keeps going, and it's not too long, but it's always throwing something new at you. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, fun mechanically. The story is interesting. Um, I felt that the, like, story you get just from the main playthrough of the game was, like, enough um, because mm-hmm. I played through the true pacifist ending. Uh, which is, you know, kind of the good, complete ending. And I was like, that was, you know, fine, but I didn't feel like necessarily, like, blew me away or n- added anything that made it, like, so worth it, I guess. Um, sure. It's, I think more I, yeah. for people who are like, well, what about these things that were kind of, you know, glossed over? It it goes deep into the lore is what it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, overall, I think it's a great game. I don't, I, I feel like it didn't, like... 100% like resonate deep inside of me where I'm like, that's going on my list of, you know, mm-hmm. best games like it did with you necessarily, Tim, but mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. almost nothing I can say where I was like, well, I hated this, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a very solidly built game, uh, overall. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Evan, Evan, I would echo a lot of those sentiments. Um, really the story never really gets dull which i was very happy about and it's only like i think my playthrough was about five hours maybe maybe a little more than that but there's never a dull moment and um okay we're still focusing on story um Mm -hmm. i think does dialogue also include story is that part of story yes 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 bring bring the dialogue that's fine i think the centerpiece and really the best part of this game is the dialogue um yes because it really gives each character a moment to breathe, a moment to shine. Um, and I also feel like it, it kind of is part of like this whole auteurist sort of vision of the creator. What's his name? Toby something? Toby Fox. Toby Fox. Um, it's, it's very singular in its vision, which mm-hmm. I appreciated a lot. And, you know, playing a lot of like AAA uh, games over the years, it, you know, this kind of vision kind of gets lost, but just to see this game unfold and where it went story-wise was very touching, and there's a lot of touching moments. Um, I think we'll get into one of my favorite moments I'll talk about it later, but it has to do with um, was the mushrooms that echo back what people say. Uh, or was yeah, it yeah. That yeah. There are just, like, little nuggets of gold in this game that you just stumble yeah. upon here and there, and I, I love it yeah. for that. And I, I think... Sorry, Max, you go. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think and hope that mm-hmm. kind of that's going to be a theme of this show in general is kind of games that have a cool singular vision that you can detect. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, that's yeah. a lot of what I like in games is like, this is the game that the creator wanted to make. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Definitely. Creator or creators, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it can happen with teams. Uh, mm-hmm. though yeah. it's, you know, Oh, definitely. But yeah. it's a little rarer. I would yeah. argue, but yes. Um, um, the thing you said about dialogue, Evan, I think is super true. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, especially in, like, traditional, like, JRPGs, there's so many NPCs you just, like, do not care about mm-hmm. most of them. Maybe you'll talk to them because you hope somebody has, like, a side quest item for you or something. But mm-hmm. with Undertale, the writing was so damn good. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, like, wanted to talk to everybody mm-hmm. because everybody had their own personality. Mm-hmm. And th- I just, like, I was so amused by so many, like, mm-hmm. so much of the dialogue. Like, I just, like... It was a joy, you know? It was, like, mm-hmm. entertaining. I was laughing at things, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is genuinely, it's, like, funny mm-hmm. and touching in a lot of ways. It, so, it was yeah. very, very... The tone of it was very lighthearted and co- comical. 
Um, and I also liked they knew that, you know, if, you, if you're going to talk to every NPC, you're kind of wasting your time. So everything <laughs> they say was quick and right. precise and sometimes funny. And that was that was fantastic. So. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I feel like that kind of I said basically this exact same thing last episode about Deadly Premonition mm-hmm. in that, like, it's a game where I want to talk to everyone to see what they were going to mm-hmm. say, though it mm-hmm. is sure. different. Certainly, this was obviously, you know, written by someone who speaks English as their native language. Uh, <laughs> sure. definitely and, helps. you know, it, yeah. it has more of a almost kind of like webcomic feel to it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. sure. You know, like the dialogue is kind of short and punchy. Whereas Deadly mm-hmm. Premonition, it could drag on, but I wanted to see where it was going. But right. yeah, well, it, yeah. this is the Deadly Premonition <laughs> episode, is it? So, <laughs> um, okay, uh, yeah, and I mean, I'll just kind of echo what you guys said. Um, I was very engaged in it. I feel like story-wise, it always kind of kept me going, and I was legitimately interested in the characters. And I feel mm-hmm. like um, you kind of. <sighs> as you learn more about the world, you can kind of see that like, although people, sorry, although monsters in the world are like lighthearted and stuff, there is kind of like a general kind of almost sadness. I think Mm -hmm. laying over it because Mm -hmm. they are trapped in this underground, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that comes across and I mean, we can just kind of like go on to overall presentation, just like the music and the backgrounds and the atmosphere Mm -hmm. just kind of all like really kind of builds on these, the Mm -hmm. setting, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, Max? And then well, and I've got to kind of wonder, because I know that, uh, bef- I, as far as I know, this was Toby Fox's first, like, commercially released game. Um, but mm-hmm. I know before that, he did music for the webcomic multimedia experience thing, uh, Homestuck. Uh, so I <laughs> yes. kind of wonder if he was just like, God, I got to make a game to put in all this music I've been writing. <laughs> you know? Maybe. Well, because, actually, oh, let me just um, make this amazing game. <laughs> there sort we of, go. Yeah, stick the music in. <laughs> um, there are some, I think, like earlier demos for a few of the mm-hmm. songs that kind of popped up that mm-hmm. like you can see where he had some of his ideas come from. But yeah, um, I would like to talk yeah. about the music later, but I would also like to talk about, uh, again, the tone of the dialogue. Um, Mm -hmm. it was like, it was like it was written by a child, uh, maybe Uh not like a, you know, like a young child, but you know, like a little old, like someone who's like 10 to like 13 or 14. Cause everyone's just talking like, Hey dude and bro. And Uh, it kind of, it, I think it worked because it's kind of like we're experiencing the story through the child and what he's kind of seeing and like kind of interpreting the world around him. And it's it's a cartoon too, you know, Yeah, it's a cartoon. Oh, that I also wanted to say, it reminded me of like if Adventure Time was a game sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, Yeah. Like it's kind of like, it's kind of dark, but it's actually, you know, for kids and you know, it, yeah, that's right. And it's like, a lot of the humor is very like tongue in cheek, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah. There, there are rim shots in this game. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I guess this like real quick overview of the story. Well, no, maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, you could segue to well, music. The now. story mm-hmm. is pretty straightforward. I mean, like realistically, it's right. like I'm going to a place to do a thing. Like that's right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, we we kind of basically covered that yeah. then. I think mm-hmm. maybe if we just start talking more in depth about, like, certain characters we liked, maybe when we get to that part of the conversation, explain the characters a little bit more or something like that. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, having talked about kind of the story and general vibes we got from it, um, let's move into the mechanics. So I kind of want to talk basically mainly about the battle system. Um 
And yeah, I guess that's mainly it. There's also some puzzles that are kind of sprinkled around while you're like kind of walking through the mm-hmm. overworld that I thought were not overtly challenging, but you know, kind of made you use your brain a little bit and were mm-hmm. cute overall. Mm-hmm. But um, mainly, let's talk about the battle mechanics. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think? <laughs> uh, okay, I'll start this time. Well, um, actually, hmm. should I? Sorry, should I say like what the battle system is yeah, before we have? Okay, 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 okay. So, yeah. Well, Just okay. A quick so. Basically, the battle system I mentioned earlier, um, you have the choice between fighting or talking to your opponent, um, your, the monster you've encountered. Um, and so that's one aspect of it. But the main real aspect of it is uh, you're in these tiny little bullet hell segments in between the turn-based dialogue or fighting, which is mm-hmm. very unique and I think very well executed overall. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not familiar with bullet hell, basically you're a tiny icon and you're trying to dodge all the other things flying at your icon in order to stay alive. Mm-hmm. So. Um, all right. So what do you guys think? Okay. I'll start this time. Um, so for the most part, I, I love the battle system. Uh, if we're talking specifically about the battle system, I think it's flawless. Um, mm-hmm. I love how it feels sort of like a, like a WarioWare kind of game. That's just like thrown in there as a way to like mm-hmm. dodge attacks. Um, and then also sometimes it like symbolically and thematically worked like uh, like sometimes there's like a like a dog with a spear and then you're dodging spears. It's just like okay, that's cute. Right. Um, really smart. Uh, but my only complaint of it was the talking sections. Sometimes it felt like I was just like I was just plugging holes till something worked. Like I was right. just kind of scrambling for an idea. And mm-hmm. there were m- more often than not, I would die once or twice against bosses because you mm-hmm. had to do like a perfectly. Uh, like tree of choices that you had to progress through. Um, there was, I, I forget which boss it was exactly, but there was one where it just, I think, I think it was the dog with the spear. I think you had to ignore it like three or four times in a row, mm. but the dialogue that popped up whenever I ignored it, it didn't indicate anything really that I was making progress. It was just like, he ignores you. And I was mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. okay, so that's obviously not it. And I would try other things. Um, so that was my only complaint was just sometimes it felt like I was just I was just guessing because I didn't want to sure. I didn't want to hurt the guy. No, I think I, that's uh, I think that's a valid criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the most part, you can kind of like you're supposed to be able to look at the monster, see what the right. game is saying about yeah, the monster yeah, you, and choose you, the you right can, dialogue if you choice. Click on check. Right. It'll say right. like maybe something like it's shy. So it's like, OK, so what do I do? But with sometimes it's like a little, the solution's a little too hidden. Right. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, okay, right, that exactly. didn't really work very but well. I, um, so that was pretty frustrating. But yeah. I almost never actually died in the game. So maybe it comes down to I've played more, you know, scrolling shooter type games. <laughs> I don't know. You have probably done that. <laughs> um, That's but, probably true. But what I did like about it is that each enemy has totally different attack patterns and mm, enemies yes. don't repeat very often at all. Right, exactly. And then, you know, also if you sometimes, though not very often, if you have more than one enemy on the screen, their attacks will combine in like, mm-hmm. you know, well thought out ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, you know, not only that is, well, the main, you know, battle part is dodging these attacks mm-hmm. sometimes during you know certain boss fights the actual mechanics of the battle will change where if mm-hmm. you stop moving you can you know dodge certain attacks or you can now shoot instead of just dodging so mm-hmm. i like that i mean that goes hand in hand with the game never wears out its welcome because it's always throwing you something new and yes you know overall pretty short yeah, that part's incredible. Right. Like, I, no boss fight was the same, and I was like, "How? How did you do yeah. this?" <laughs> yeah, you go back and you I think mean, about like even like great RPGs. It's like 
oh, the boss fight was just, you know, the boss was weak to fire. Right, exactly. You know, (laughs) it kind of is like, hey, why hasn't anyone done this in the last, you know, 25 years? Right, exactly. It's kind of crazy, like, how many... I think a lot of stuff in this game, but, like, how many good ideas there are. It's like, wow, nobody's done this before, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But, okay, about the... uh, about the uniqueness of each individual fight, I think that also re- directly relates back to the themes I was talking about before about like like monsters and as far as the battle mechanics go, I think that it actually relates directly to um, one of the gameplay themes in that mm-hmm. like these monsters are all unique characters. Um, mm-hmm. You they have unique dialogue, they have unique actions, um, and each of the fights feel unique. So it doesn't feel like you're just kind of like going through tedious uh like nondescript monster mm-hmm. fights like these are actual like characters you mm-hmm. are fighting it humanizes you know? so them int- it humanizes them yeah. right or maybe that's maybe that's not the mm-hmm. the right way to say it you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> it monsterifies them yeah. in a nice way <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> um so yeah i don't know i thought that the Overall, the battle system came together mm-hmm. really well in this really game. Well. Uh, but, but Evan, your I think your criticism no, about yeah, like yeah. sometimes it kind of felt a little kind of like a toss up is yeah, very like, true. I mean, eighty nine percent. I'm totally on board. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. It was just like mm-hmm. the off boss was like, okay, why did I have to do that four times? Sure. Sort of thing. Also, since not all of us are Max, I will relate that I thought the boss fights were generally pretty difficult. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like I don't think they were impossible, mm-hmm. uh, but generally pretty difficult. Um, I definitely died several times. Especially on my last boss. I died on the last boss, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, how we'll long did it take that. you guys to figure <laughs> out? The second yeah, to last boss. We'll get to that. Yeah. 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 I got a lot to say about the boss. Um, okay, moving on. I kind of talked about... We've kind of <clears throat> talked about... I, so I mentioned themes and how the battle, gameplay. the gameplay yeah. relates directly uh, yeah. to the themes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now I want to ask you guys maybe what your favorite, uh, or maybe what thought was the best, like, Undertale moment. Because there's a lot of beats in this game where it kind of, like, reveals itself as kind of being different from what you might expect or kind of unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, was there any specific realization or moment you had where you were like, oh, this is something different, you know? <laughs> the real Eureka uh, art moment. This yeah. is Undertale. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, so I, uh, I, I kind of, it, the very first note that I wrote down while I was replaying it this time is, Undertale is the hold my beer of video games. Because it's like, <laughs> hey, you played video games before, right? Well, check this out. <laughs> uh, it's just constantly I mean, yeah. subverting what you would expect from both just a video constantly. game in general and a traditional, you know, Japanese RPG. Um, right. so I don't know. I, and I kind of knew that going in. Um, so I don't know if there was one moment that like, Oh my God, like blow, blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, though probably I would have to say the final, final boss fight of a, you know, normal standard run where you've, you know, beaten what you thought was the boss. The real boss comes in, mm-hmm. uh, kills you in instantly and then shuts the game down. Mm-hmm. And right. so then you're like, I- Oh, like, I'm sure people have stopped playing the game there. They thought yeah, their yeah, game yeah, crashed right. or whatever. Yeah. Like, and it happened several times. So, yeah. like, that's kind of a ballsy move and something that probably if you were working in a, you know, large studio, they wouldn't let you do that. I don't know. Yeah. Think. Yeah. So I thought that was a crazy moment. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that whole boss fight uh, basically just feels like, the game's f***ing with you. Like, Mm -hmm. everything you've learned is just like, oh, no, all of a sudden it's, like, amplified times 10, Mm -hmm. and it's just like, yeah, it's nuts. It it breaks through the fourth wall and just 
Oh. With your mind. Excuse my language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I will excuse your language. Thank you. Um, Max, wait, question. Did you play it on yeah. PS4? Uh, so I originally played it on you know, the Mac a year and a half or so ago, and then this right, time, this yes, I played recent. it on PS4. Okay, so in that boss fight, uh, where normally the part of the boss fight is it keeps shutting the game down mm-hmm. whenever you like get wrecked, um, how did that work on the PS4? Did it actually close the app? No, so it just boots you to the game menu. So it's I, uh-huh. I'd say actually probably not the definitive version of the game because of sure, that. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it, it, that, that, that wouldn't feel quite as jarring, you know, yeah. as like being in the middle of something full screen and then all of a sudden you see your desktop. And you're like, oh. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like uh, the, the game Fez did the same thing, you know, whatever, five years ago, uh, uh, okay. booting you to the start menu of the game, not actually closing the mm-hmm. application. Huh. I should play Fez. Um, Evan, what about you? My moment was a little uh, more subtle. I mentioned it before. It was with the Echo Flowers. And oh, yeah. um, I just want to Elaborate. reread uh, what happens. So oh. I, don't, I don't remember exactly where it happens, but um, you're kind of going through this, this foresty area, I want to say, and there's a bunch of mm. flowers on the ground that you can interact with. And they, 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 they kind of work like seashells almost. They have like, you know, like you put it up to your ear and you hear a passing conversation. Um, it parrots back whatever uh, someone says nearby. So this conversation really, like, touched me in a very, uh, I don't want to say sensual way, but just, like, a very, <laughs> very soft, no, not like like a soft, you know, you know yeah. uh, soft side of my sweet moment. Um, yeah. So uh, the first flower goes, so don't you have any wishes to make? And that's the first flower. And then you go up a little more and you talk to the next one. Hmm, just one, but it's kind of stupid. And they go to the next one and says, don't say that. Come on, I promise I won't laugh. Um, and then the next one says, hmm, if I say my wish, you promise you won't laugh at me? And then the next one says, of course I won't laugh. And the next one, Some, someday I'd like to climb this mountain we're all buried under. Standing under the sky, looking at the world all around, that's my wish. And then um, there's implication that there's laughter because the final one says, hey, you said you wouldn't laugh at it. Um, actually there's more, uh, and then, uh, sorry, it's just funny. And then the last one, this, uh, this is the one that got me. Yeah. That's my wish too. And I was like, Oh, uh. <laughs> there's like, there's like a whole story <laughs> in those few moments. And I wanted I mean, to know more. That says so much, right? right? Yeah. I mean, it says how silly the idea is right. of escaping as well mm-hmm. as the shared wish of, mm-hmm. you know, probably multiple monsters in this world. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it's right. great will, world building. And Definitely. this is the only time that happens. Like it's just mm-hmm. you walking from a place to another place and they're right. like, well, that wouldn't be fun. Let's spice mm-hmm. it up. You know? Yeah. 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 So that's uh, that's a good one. It was poetic. I I, I was floored by it. Definitely, yeah. I loved it. Um, a little side note: I f- I can't say for sure, but I feel like maybe that was partially. It, at least it reminded me of this particular scene in Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars. <laughs> well, nice. I have to say nice. this. I have to say this. Uh, there's like a moment where in that game where you're in the Star Road and basically you uh. you can hear the wishes people have been making mm. on the stars. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of like see some, you can listen to the wishes and you can kind of tell mm-hmm. which characters are saying what. And there's Fair one enough. wish where it's like, my wish is a someday to be as cool as my brother Mario. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Luigi <laughs> made this. You'll never 
reveals cool, buddy. <laughs> and that was this try. episode's sweet moment. <laughs> Aww. Um, but no, I, I do agree that that was a very, very, very good moment. Very I remember the, the music in that mm. segment was very powerful, mm-hmm. too. And we can get to the music in a minute, but um, I asked you guys that question so I could tell my <laughs> Just deletes our moments and then puts Tim's moment in. <laughs> well, those are boring. Um, no, okay. Um, I remember I was playing, and I didn't know much about the game either. I just knew that it was possible to talk your way out of... I was pretty sure you could talk your way out of any fight. So mm-hmm. I was fighting uh, the first boss, uh, Toriel. And just so people know, basically Toriel is this um, motherly goat monster figure. <laughs> She's great. Uh, but she kind of leads you through the tutorial and kind of tries to shelter you. And... You make it clear you want to leave and escape, and she's trying to protect you from that. So she stands mm-hmm. in your way, and it's the first boss fight. And it's a very actual kind of emotional first boss fight. Um, you find, like, when you're fighting her, you find that, like, her attacks are hurting you at first, but then as the fight drags on, you know, she's purposely avoiding hitting you in those mm-hmm. bullet hell segments. Yeah. Kind of, like, that's character building in, like, within the fight, which I mm-hmm. think is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and so you're kind of trying to figure out what to do. It seems like you can't talk your way through it. And basically my first time is like, okay, I'm going to try whittling her down, her HP, and maybe when she's in critical health, she'll let me pass. Mm-hmm. And I think the game anticipates you trying this because once you get down to like a uh, third health or something, if you try attacking her again, it critical hits her and it kills her. Mm-hmm. And so she dies. I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's got to be a way around that. And I reset my game and I try again. And this time I talk it through and eventually... You learn that she acquiesces if you just keep trying and mm-hmm. keep trying to give her mercy. And then when I get to the next room, after that, after she lets you go because you talked your way out of it, Flowey, you know, this little imp creature character that's kind of pervasive throughout your whole playthrough, pops up and is like, I saw that. You killed her. And I'm like, what the fuck? I reloaded my save. What the fuck? Like, I was like, I was, it was, it's like just such a simple thing. Like, obviously a game can keep track of something like that, but mm-hmm. I never really encountered that before. Yeah, have yeah, a, yeah. An NPC call me out on that mm-hmm. was like nuts. It kind of blew my mm-hmm. mind. Um, so that was kind of the first moment where I'm like, okay, this is going somewhere, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. Um, yeah. So that was my moment. Um, Good moments. Yeah. Good moments. Okay, yeah, just the best moments. Okay. All right, so having talked about our best moments, um, I want to kind of talk about... Or BMs, as we like to call them. No, No. let's not call it that. Um, (laughs) Okay. No, I want to talk a little bit about, like, consequence in this game. Um, So me and Max both were able to do true pacifist runs, Mm -hmm. quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. Um, I've looked this up, and apparently there's, like, I want to say... In, like, the teens number of different, like, dialogues you can get at the very end of the game, depending on who you fight and kill and who you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Thankfully enough, like, I knew early on that I didn't really want to kill anybody, so I was was able to get the true pacifist on my first run through, and that's Mm -hmm. considered, you know, gives you the most closure, you get to see the most storylines wrapped up and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think most normal playthroughs, Evan, uh, you probably, I think you said you fought in some monsters in the very beginning because you didn't know any better, is that right? Mm -hmm. Like. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember exactly what monster I killed, but I must have at least killed one because I did not get the true pacifist ending. Right, right. Um, and the thing is, like, well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Basically, with the true pacifist ending, you kind of have to go back and do a few more things, mm-hmm, too. Yeah. But I think it, the game probably told you to try playing again without killing anybody, right? right? Flowey right. just says, try again. 
and then okay, the game yeah. restarts basically. And it's probably in the tutorial section or something. And I, mm-hmm. I will say, I think that is somewhat of a weakness of the game because mm-hmm. without really establishing the reward, well, I mean, it is kind of maybe in, I, in its own. I would reward argue it is that. a reward to have like okay. that good of an ending because um, yeah. what I got was like it was good but not very memorable. I guess. Right. Okay. So I guess that's the thing, right? Like even if you, if you slip up once and kill one mm-hmm. monster, there's repercussions, and maybe mm-hmm. that actually works towards the theme, right? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Of course. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so, so basically it works thematically, but not maybe perfect gameplay-wise. Right, I guess... So it depends on what you want. And, and I will say, in order to get the true pacifist ending, it is kind of like a web of things you have to do mm-hmm. that, like, you probably wouldn't necessarily figure out on your own. There's a, right. you know, but decent I, amount of backtracking, all... which the game does yeah, not right. encourage otherwise. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, uh, are you saying that's a weakness or a, a uh, positive thing? I mean, kind of a weakness, yeah, in that it's, right. it's, okay. it's kind okay. of obtuse in order to get mm. the... Right. I did have to look up, like, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking up spoilers, but I did yeah. get, like, a hint or two online yeah, um, to what to do, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. this was post-game. But, mm-hmm. yes. but what I wanted to get to was uh, there's a true pacifist ending, ending. There's also a variety of different, basically what they call them neutral endings, where it's mm-hmm. like, you did well, but maybe not the best you could have. And mm-hmm. then there's something called a genocide run. So... Uh, <laughs> Okay, so Evan, are you familiar with this at all? Or uh, well, I can imply uh, quite a bit through the name. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you so, kill everybody? <laughs> yes. So that's the thing about the genocide run is whereas, you know, the crux of this game is to make friends with everybody, mm-hmm. in the genocide run, you kill literally everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically how you activate this is in each area you're in, mm-hmm. you kill every single monster, wild monster that you run to, like random encounters, you, there's like a, a tick, a, sorry, there's a countdown that appears at save points telling you how many monsters are still alive in the area and how many more encounters you have to get into in order oh to kill God. every monster in that area. <laughs> okay. um, and so I, what I wanted to talk about, number one, it's super <laughs> f***ed up. Uh, <laughs> that's my one cuss for this podcast. Okay. Um, it's PG-13. Okay. It's PG-13. Yeah. Um, number two, this completely changes the game. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, once you kind of start down this path, you can abort it at any time and kind of mm-hmm. come into a neutral ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you progress all the way through in a genocide run, basically um, the music changes. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes more sparse and haunting, uh, minor keyed. It's really creepy. <laughs> um, the characters, NPCs become afraid of you. Like towns are empty by the time you reach them later wow. in the game because everyone's run away hearing about you coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the main things about this game that make it fun are like the characters and the dialogue basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, uh, it's super repetitive to keep killing monsters over and over again. And like when it says you have like 60 more to kill, you're just like, God, I have so many to kill. Mm-hmm. The game basically is actively trying to make you think about <laughs> what you're doing. Maybe and you evalu- stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like evaluate why you're doing it. Why mm-hmm. are you killing all mm-hmm. of these NPCs mm-hmm. and monsters? Right. It's really kind of nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm ranting a little bit, but I think this is also really clever in itself is like mm-hmm. the boss fights are already pretty tough, mm-hmm. but it gives you the two hardest boss fights in the game during the genocide run just to be like deterrence, like stop mm-hmm. doing this. Mm-hmm. Undyne has like this crazy form she takes where she has like this crazy armor um, and she like is super hard. And then mm-hmm. Sans is the basically final boss of the game and 
basically everybody says it takes hours and hours to get the patterns and learn how to beat him because it's just so unrelentingly difficult. Hmm. Um, <laughs> side note, they do have like two of the coolest songs ever <laughs> just from fighting yeah, against them. Yeah. So that's something, but, um, yeah, man, the, it's, it basically, it makes it so that you really think about what you're doing. And I think that mm-hmm. also really kind of plays into the themes of the game as well. So, hmm. yeah. Um, well, and, Max, and on yeah. that note, like, I think it's funny that like the game actively makes itself unfun by kind of just being a mm-hmm. normal RPG at that point. You exactly. Know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's the little being like, Hey, you got again, like, Hey, how come nobody thought of this, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. ago? Yeah. yeah, 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 and it's basically like I was reading some article um, by, or maybe I was watching some YouTube video. I don't remember, but it was um, by this guy, the completionist, and he basically was saying mm-hmm. this game is like anti-completionist, like it's mm-hmm. actively trying to prevent you from completing it and shaming mm-hmm. you for doing so. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's some dialogue later in the game where it's like, "Why are you doing this? Just to see if you can do it?" You know, it's like mm-hmm. acting you as the player. Like, what are yeah. you doing? It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. I think it's very interesting. I personally tried to do it for a little bit just to see, but I just mm. felt too bad about myself mm. and I had to stop. I was like not into it. I loved these characters. Yeah. Was not right. about it. Right. So. And see, like, I feel like I could do it on that level, but the tedium and difficulty would mm-hmm. probably just make me stop trying. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm I mean, I thought about things trying to kill, it, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it, it was it so again it was no longer fun yeah. and i don't know uh, i mentioned this before and it's a little cheesy but i did love the characters and i, I felt legitimately bad about doing it i mean mm-hmm. everybody fears you except for papyrus who uh, in the normal game too is the brother to fear you no, no, uh, that's not actually not it. So in in the normal game, he's kind of like this boneheaded guard who's like uh, trying to stop you, fun. sort of. But also he likes you, and also you guys yeah. gonna go on a fake date together, and it's it's cute, it's fun. Um, but in the genocide run, uh, he he's basically the only person who believes in you. He's like, hey, you're still a good person. You're not actually gonna do this, right? And you just kill him, <laughs> and he's like, he's just a skull, and he's like, okay, you can do. You're like, yeah, come on, you can still. I believe in you. Don't do this, and you just kill him again i guess it's, it's nuts anyway mm. Mm. i have a lot of opinions that and feelings was, oh, about this uh, game. Pap- papyrus had one of my favorite jokes which was the um the light floor uh thing uh, remember that it's like yeah. this will now randomize this and you won't remember the rules but you're, you're <laughs> yeah you're screwed buddy and but then, then later the button and then it just makes a nice path for you to walk and he just it's like so silently walks away <laughs> in defeat I was, I was laughing but then later you actually had to do the path right yeah but it, it wasn't as bad as no no they made but it i thought that be. was i thought that was funny when they brought yeah that yeah back. it's like oh there it is okay yeah um Okay, well, I think we're kind of approaching the end of our Undertale discussion just in the interest of time, but did you guys have a favorite character? Max? Oh, I... Uh, probably Papyrus. Uh, mm-hmm. Papyrus is pretty because, sweet. because, yeah. Papyrus uh, is pretty like, great. Because he's, he's lovable because he doesn't know what he's doing and he's an mm-hmm. idiot. But, like, everyone, yeah. but everyone still puts up with him and encourages him and it's nice. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Sans's, uh, like, dialogue sounds. Because he sounds so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like it sounds like Slippy from Star Fox. <laughs> um, I Evan, think. What about you? I think design-wise, uh, Undyne was my favorite. Uh, I mm-hmm. thought she was really cool, um, and I also love the idea to uh, when they introduced her character, they like kind of had the scene in, in half black, half in shadow. And half, uh, yeah. So it was like half lit. It was very dramatic. And I was like, wow, it's sure. super striking. But mm-hmm, I think my favorite mm-hmm. uh, dialogue was from Alphys, Alphys, mm-hmm. 
Alphys, um, I think. I don't actually a, know. He was a good Otacon like character that I was always having fun with. I think she to. is yeah. actually oh, a girl. Oh, she, excuse me. Yeah. But, no, um, people people have gotten that wrong. I feel like a surprise. You mean Dinosaur Lisa that. Simpson? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and see, I found I found Alphys prob- probably was my least favorite character. I found her kind of grating and annoying. Oh, bummer. Oh, I thought it was ch- her, she was charming. Okay. She yeah she was like endearing I think mm-hmm. and I liked how like when she, you were fighting her robot mm-hmm. Metaton right. um, part of it was like a quiz show sequence right. which was I entertaining in itself too. and like she was like trying to give you answers yeah, in the background yeah, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and I liked how she kept apologizing she's like I think left or right I'm not sure anymore and then she just like <laughs> hang up and it's like oh you <laughs> um, she was, for me she was a bit too kind of like socially awkward but like. They really drive that in, but then there's also a little bit too anime, and I hate anime. Oh, there's a lot of uh, otaku <laughs> nonsense going on. Yeah. In those scenes, that's definitely. actually a really good moment that Evan didn't get to see because uh, he didn't get to the true in passive the true, ending. In the true uh, ending, in the true uh, ending, you get to decide: is anime real or is anime not real? <laughs> is oh a dialogue God. choice. So did you say no? <laughs> I said no. To, okay. <laughs> I'm going to give a little more context. Basically, <laughs> you're talking to Undyne, and you find out Undyne is this huge anime fan, but Alphys has been telling her the entire time that the things she's been watching are not, like, cartoons, but actually, like, real. And so what? Undyne just asks you, like, anime's real, right? And so you have the dialogue choice, anime is real, anime <laughs> is not real. And, like, the look on her face when she's asking you is, like, this, like, fear and, like, anyway, it's great. Um, okay, yeah. that's the true ending. Got so it. there, I, I killed well, anime, like, so I guess like I didn't le- get the That's truth. leading up to it. Okay. Anyway, true it ending matter. anime. Okay. Um, oh, I, yeah. Before we before we move on, I feel like I'd be. We should talk about the. We, I might even I might even just strike that entire character thing if we don't have enough time. But um, I, we should definitely talk about before we move on to something else. Um, the music, the setting, I don't know, the, the art, like, what do you guys think of the presentation, I guess, generally? So, I, I guess... The presentation... Oh, go ahead, Max. Oh, okay. So, I guess, I mean, like, initially, it's basically just like, oh, it's a 16-bit RPG, you know, looking mm-hmm. game. Um, the graphics are very simple, but I think they're used well. The battles are actually pretty much entirely in black and white. Um, Mm -hmm. but then that focuses you on the character designs. And I think that was actually one of the like parts that Toby Fox did not do entirely by himself was the character Mm -hmm. designs. So you get, you get a decent mix of character designs. They can be kind of scary at times. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I think, you know, it's again, driving that point home, but just Mm because they look scary doesn't mean they're actually, you know, evil or bad or not friendly. Um, and then, I mean, I think we've said it several times. I don't know how to say it differently other than the music's really good. Like, the music's really good. <laughs> music is really I good. I don't it's know if there's, convey. like, you know, there are some tracks that aren't quite as good, but they're still good. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right. there's sure. no, there's no part where you're just like, oh, that's a boring song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. The music Never helps the moment. atmosphere. Uh, it's just, yeah, like I said, I think it started as music and then a game was built yeah, around it. Yeah, I mean, that, it that feels makes like. so much sense. Um. Yeah, maybe right here I'll insert a song that I like. Thank you, Toby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Toby Fox. Um, yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah. I can't really add anything to that. I mean, it's a very colorful game. I love the designs. Um, like I said, it kind of reminded me of Adventure Time and just this colorful cast of characters that are super memorable. Um, and the music's fantastic. I feel like the sprite work was very well done. You could, mm-hmm. like, even though they were, like, small, you know, sprites, mm-hmm. uh, the expressions were pretty apparent and always were kind of able to tell right. what the characters were thinking the, and feeling. Yeah, the, the, the economy of uh, visual story, like, like I was talking about with Undyne, where they just lit the scene, like, half lit. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a big thing. It's just, you just light it half, and it's just, it's just very dramatic. Um, love that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and also, Max, the thing you said about everything being in black and white um, in the battle system, I think, yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that, but I'm also thinking I think that probably highlights the times that things are in color um, as, like, super important and kind of like, oh, wow, this is a new mechanic or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, your icon is in color. Right, your your heart is red, so that obviously stands out, so... Mm -hmm. Um, I think it also, yeah. like, it, 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 you know, it harkens to R- RPGs of, like, the 80s. It's mm-hmm. like, here's your typical RPG menu, but wait, there's something different about it. And you always, right. you know, so. Okay. Max, wait, Max is going to say something? Uh, yeah, so I think kind of, like, a bottom line of this, to paraphrase Michael Scott from The Office, if I was in a room with Toby Fox, Hitler, and Osama bin Laden, and I had a gun with two bullets, I'd talk to them, and we'd work out our differences. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, um, well, it's I think this is a pretty good game, the... you know? It's like, yeah, it's like good, good, I think. Yeah. I mean... I'm 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 almost concerned that maybe we were too positive about this game. Like with Deadly Premonition, we had different opinions, of course. I mean, but this it's oh, I mean, obviously, I mean, we, once we check the Metacritic, I'm sure we'll see it did much better than Deadly Premonition. But there's sure, there's not as much that it it know it knew exactly what it wanted to be and the right. scope of what uh-huh. it wanted to be. Whereas Deadly yeah. Premonition, I think they're kind of like, hey, let's throw this in, let's right. throw this in. This one, <laughs> sure, they were like, yes. okay, we're gonna do these things, and mm-hmm. here's how we're gonna do them, and the game's gonna be pretty short, and you know, yeah. they knew what they could do as well mm-hmm. as what they wanted to do. Right, and also Deadly Premonition was the most polarizing game yeah, of all time, yeah. wasn't it? Yes, and I think so. we did talk about the, the negatives enough. I mean, yeah. they're there, uh, like the en- different endings and it not telegraphing to you that, you know, not killing people is important. Uh, take note of that. Um, sure. So, but, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so, I mean, I kind of talked about, or I kind of, we kind of went over this. Do you think the game could have been any better with a bigger budget? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think so. so. I think part of the beauty is in its brevity, you know. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it went on for exactly as long as it needed to, yeah. mm-hmm. I want to say. I think so. that also, some of the, oh. like, I guess some of the sprites and animations weren't, like, like could have been better. I mean, yeah. some of them were kind of rudimentary, I think. But, mm-hmm. you know, for someone who doesn't necessarily super care about graphics, it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter, I don't think. Right. Mm, yeah. I mean, if if, the, if you had a bigger budget, where would it go? Would you get a bigger team? Or, I don't know. I just wouldn't really, I don't know. It wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, um, this is the point where I think we, well, okay. Do we want to do general, I think we've kind of already given our general impression. Should we just like give our reviews and do the Metacritic then? Yeah. Okay. Um, So now this is the part where basically we each give our own review. Uh, review score, rather, out of 100, and uh, we're going to compare it with the Metacritic score and kind of see where our opinions lie. So, mm-hmm. um, Max, what do you think? Um, so, I mean, just because there's, like, so few flaws in the game, 
mm-hmm. feel like I can't, you know, score it very low at all. So I'd say probably like a 92. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan? Uh, I agree. Uh, I feel like there's not enough uh, negatives to make it anything lower than a 90. So I'll just but, go with But 90. again, plenty of positives. Yeah. Right, a lot of positives. So I'm going to go with 90. Right. Um, I feel like personally, like... Uh, like it would be disingenuous. Like, I mean, like we're saying, there's like not enough bad with it to just kind of give it a score lower than 90. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I feel like I engaged with the story and I liked the characters and mm-hmm. it kind of like struck like a, a good emotional chord with me. So I'm, I'd give it like a, I'd give it a 95, you know, mm-hmm. what's a hundred really for you? Game. Is there a hundred? Oh, see, I guess like, I think like a hundred is like an impossible ideal. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it that's depends on hard. your own personal scale. I think, you know, I guess that's true. I can call I mean, some games a hundreds, mm-hmm. but you know, it doesn't if, mean that they're that's hard. That's a, that's a whole conversation. Yeah. My friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean like, honestly, honestly, if, if, if I thought that if I subscribed to the, the idea that like games could be one hundreds, I would probably give undertale a 100. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're the flaws are enough to knock it below that. So mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to double down on that. I give this a hundred. You heard <laughs> it here folks. One hundred tale. <laughs> one hundred tale. Um, and so max, guess what? 92 universal acclaim based on 43 critics. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, PC and PS4 both have the same score worth noting. So there you go. Yeah. 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 Um, user score, meanwhile, is eight point three. Probably just because people user have scores. Shit let's not even talk about those. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like this. They just, just flood yeah. them with like negative scores because why not? It's yeah. the why not? It's the internet. Although no, let's <laughs> talk about the user score for Bubsy when we get there. We'll see. Okay. 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 All right. We're about to and get there, my friend. We're yes, gonna get there right now. On that note, um, so. In addition to every month having one of us pick a game for the other two to play that we love and care about and want to discuss, um, we also have a random game chosen by Roulette of recent games that came out in the last month. And somehow, as luck (laughs) or disluck would have it, we landed on Bubsy the Woolies Strike Back. Yes, Bubsy. And actually, this is Bubsy Episode 5. So, oh my God, is it? Yes. What? This oh is Lord. the fifth yes. Bubsy game. I see that. Oh so, God. okay. So for those who don't know, Bubsy wow, the Willy Strike Back <laughs> is. is <laughs> excuse me, I'm talking about Bubsy. Uh, <laughs> Bubsy the Willy Strike Back is a platform video game developed by Black Forest Games. It was released on uh, Microsoft Windows and PS4 in October of this year. That's weird. Only. Okay, only Windows and PS4. Um, this game is the fifth entry in the Bubsy series and the first new entry in 21 years because I feel like <laughs> 21 years ago, the world agreed that we didn't need another Bubsy. Bubsy's old enough to drink, guys. But we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before we go into this game, I feel like a little bit of background is necessary. Mm, um, is it? Bubsy... Yeah. Well, okay. So but the last Bubsy game, which I believe was <laughs> Bubsy Claws Encounters of the Furred Kind. Oh, that was the first God. Bubsy game. That was the first Bubsy game. That was the first Bubsy There was game. four others? Oh, Jesus. Yes. Okay, do you want me to go through the Bubsies? <laughs> yes. So nice. we got Bubsy, Real Claws quick. Encounters of the Third Kind, Super Nintendo and Genesis. <laughs> Bubsy 2, no subtitle, also Super uh-huh. Nintendo and Genesis. Uh, uh-huh. Then on the Atari Jaguar exclusive, we had Bubsy <laughs> Fractured Furry Tales. 
Damn. Um, okay. Uh, followed by the infamous Bubsy 3D on PlayStation. Bubsy 3D, right. Okay. Well, going back, um, Bubsy... Cl- Claws and the first Bubsy uh, <laughs> was probably the most famous Bubsy um, at the time. Mm-hmm. Weirdly enough, it got like kind of universal acclaim. I think a lot of people liked Bubsy, Very weird. but pretty much as a as a culture, we've all kind of looked back on Bubsy and was like, <laughs> "What were they thinking?" It's um, the first one is well, we don't have to get into it too much, but yeah, most people agree it's kind of a mess. Right. Um, and so this year, earlier this year, Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back was announced, and I think most people thought it was a joke. Uh, why would they do this? How could they do this? And yet, here, <laughs> here we, we are. are. Bubsy How do they and keep the getting Woolies. away with this? The darkest <laughs> they can't timeline. Keep getting away with it. <laughs> but so, um, and I think going back on that, Bubsy was basically just marketing. It was mm-hmm. never, like, a game that was meant to be enjoyed, I mm-hmm. feel like. You know, they spent yeah. a ton on the marketing for it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how the game's press was back then, was, like, it was a hype machine. Uh, not that right. it necessarily isn't today, but I feel like it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's Bubsy was on the mascot, cover. Right? In yeah. 1993, Bubsy was on the cover of seven magazines. That's uh, insane. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, so the game came out, and everyone was like, yeah, it's a platform game. You move around, you Subtle. jump. You can uh-huh. do it. Uh, and uh, I'm looking subtle. at Bubsy right now, and I noticed this earlier, but I'm looking at the cover art for this game. Um, and just the striking... <sighs> he <laughs> looks like a striking. Sonic the Hedgehog OC in that his face looks so much like Sonic the Hedgehog. And he's just, like, right. shamelessly derivative, mm-hmm. I okay. feel like. Now, to just be like fair, the, gameplay. the designer of Sonic uh, said that he just took... Uh, I believe it was Felix the Cat and Mickey Mouse and smashed them together. So, <laughs> but yes, Bubsy and was the was the like most easily like easy example of like we need characters with attitude. Build me a mm-hmm. character with attitude. You know, right? In, similar to Arrow the Acrobat right, or drawing, yeah, uh, drawing the, yes. the dog. There was one about an intergalactic squirrel, I think. Um, oh gosh! There were a lot wow. of these Super Nintendo Genesis platformers with attitude, just basically mm-hmm. aping Sonic, but not as well. Right. right. So, uh, just to finish up the intro before we actually start talking about God, the game finish itself. finish it up, man. Uh, this is a platformer. You collect uh. yarn. Uh, you <laughs> sometimes interact with enemies. <laughs> you sometimes killing them, sometimes not, because hitboxes are kind of f***ed oh. in this oh, game. Sorry, Lord. I cussed again. Hitboxes are kind of messed up in this game. There we go. Um, and I think for Bubsy, we're allowed to curse as much as we want. <laughs> <laughs> the Bubsy Claws. Oh, the Bubsy, the Bubsy Claws. claws. Bubsy Claws. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I hate what we've become. This is, see, this is um, peak Bubsy right here. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So what did you guys think of Bubsy? Wow. Let's go one at a time. Thoughts. Well, uh, so I have just here. basically a non-cohesive just kind of list of bullet points that came across right. my mind as I was playing. Right. Hit me with a, hit me with a um, few of those. So next. first and foremost, this is a $30 game. Uh, <laughs> and when I bought my the copy nerve. from Amazon, the copy that they shipped me, which was used, had a fake disc in it. So we combined spent $120 on Bubsy. Um, though, welcome. this is actually nothing. Uh, the original Bubsy for Super Nintendo in 1993, retailed for 69 US dollars. Side note, nice. Uh, that's, <laughs> I, I, I converted it to modern money. That's $117.40 oh in 2017. That's no DLC, fucking, right? That's, uh, so that's these criminal. games are actually cheaper than they've ever been, it turns out. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, boy. And so, people are complaining. Uh, 
further thoughts on Bubsy, they somehow made his voice more annoying. So in, in at least the very first Bubsy game, Claws Encounters of the Third Kind, which is the only one I've played other than this one, Bubsy only really talks at the beginning of levels, and he just has a little mm-hmm. quip where he's usually, you know, riffing on the title of the level or just mm-hmm. saying some dumb pun. Uh, but in this Bubsy, you can actually turn his voice up. So I the, saw this. the oh, natural God. setting of the game is about 35%, but you can turn mm-hmm. it up to 100%, which is simply labeled Bubsy. So I did right. that, and like, oh, That's my God. I did the same thing. <laughs> Uh, it's like God, I didn't discover it, that. It's like, what if Roger Rabbit was the only character in Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Is <laughs> <laughs> basically how I feel about this game. It's just super annoying. And the thing so is, annoying. he um, he doesn't have enough different dialogue to justify no. how much he talks. Right. I feel like he says the same thing every other mm. time he does a thing. You yes. know, um, and yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I did change. I did turn mine all the way up to Bubsy. Oh God, Bubsy at hundred. Yes, yes. So I wrote wrote this down because this is a quote he says in the game. He says, "I didn't write this game." Like he literally says that, like in a level. I didn't write this game, and it's like he's he's acknowledging that this game is horrible, and I'm not responsible for it. But here we are. You're playing it. I've found the connecting thread. Oh. Undertale and Bubsy are both self-aware. Exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> B- he did Bubsy, it. Uh, Bubsy doesn't have enough to. I don't really know how to, how to phrase this. Bubsy's just worse at it. Yeah. So. Bubsy is not There's no with mechanics that are interesting. Yes. Oh exactly. So, um, oh, and, and he will remind you though, though that there are new mechanics in the game. There's a uh-huh. lunge move that he like Ugh. won't shut up about. So I, imprecise. I, I just learned how to do this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, um, did that did that lunge lock on at all, or did you just have to kind of? No. Like, yeah. You tried to line it up, and again, I I felt myself crashing into the sides of enemies more right. than killing them. Missing it was constantly. Yeah, a lot of that. Uh, additionally, like compared to the, fr- I feel like the first Bubsy had kind of like little gimmicks in the levels where you could like ride on a platform or like fall down mm-hmm. a water slide, and this one right. just has nothing it i feel like it doesn't reward exploration hardly at no, all not at all uh, yeah not at all. like the, just things that you kind of come to expect with platformers it just mm-hmm. has jumping and collecting a lot of collecting. Right. Yeah. yeah the um the level does so uh, disclaimer i only played for probably about an hour um yeah, i didn't get tough. i didn't pl- get very far um but the level designs were not interesting um and i feel like uh, Although this was kind of a messy aspect of the first most popular Bubsy, it was actually one of the more interesting aspects. Like Max said, sometimes you take crazy water slides and end up in some place and you'd be really disoriented and not know where you were, but it kind of felt like, you know, you were mm-hmm. looking around a very large level. It this felt like they were like, trying a little bit, yeah. at mm-hmm. least. Yeah, but yeah. this one is just like felt so cookie cutter and there was mm-hmm. nothing special Derivative. about it. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, like, to be fair, I feel like, you know, jumping from platform to platform felt easy enough. I don't think it felt, like, hor- no. horrendous to play unless I was mm-hmm. interacting with enemies. But, um, so, like Max said, it's a collect-a-thon, but the collecting seems completely optional. And as soon as I figured out I didn't need to be collecting the wool, it mm-hmm. became a straight speed <laughs> right. run. I was like, right. how fast can I get mm-hmm. this over with? Mm-hmm. You know, it was... But yeah. so speed's that's... not even part of the game. That's no. Sonic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, there's not even, like, a, the run button. You just basically right. can lunge forever. That speeds you up and puts you on a weird uh-huh. working path. Right. Yeah. But it's very imprecise, and you can end up killing yourself, so... Yes. 
Yeah, and it just looked really bad. The I lighting was weird. Like it, it was. just like looked like it was constantly in sunset. But like, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> I will say, I will say that I laughed uh, the one time that I like fell in some water and Bubsy just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Oh god! Uh, and okay, so what else? I did anybody to like yeah. alleviate the tedium you know, two levels in once I realized what this game was, was I turned off every sound except for Bubsy talking. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was just like, you? how fast can I drive myself insane? Because he's just and saying the you, same thing every was it three like seconds. Five seconds. God. I um I <laughs> I was playing it while um my roommates were home, but they weren't in the same room, but I'd like I was very ashamed of it like my roommate who knows basically nothing about video games like found mm-hmm. the cover and it was like bubsy the woolies strike back and i'm like i can explain <laughs> like she I'm holding it for a friend <laughs> <laughs> oh god like she could recognize the mark of a bad game just from <laughs> looking at the cover i mean who so. couldn't look at that thing who, yeah oh boy all right, all right does bubsy. anybody have any closing I... thoughts on bubsy or should we uh, uh i've got I a little that's... bit so, okay. uh, sorry, I just want to, Oh, I wanted to expand on the story of my Bubsy history. So, uh, back oh, in 1997, <laughs> the, uh, baseball world series was between the Marlins and the Indians. And my dad, I think got it in his head somehow that he would try to teach me that gambling is bad. So he made a series of bets with me, all of which I won, but the world series, <laughs> I bet on the Marlins to win. And if I won, I got a super Nintendo game and guess what? Oh, I my... <laughs> <laughs> it was Bubsy. It was Bubsy. So, so thank you. 1997 Marlins. For Bubsy. You did it. Um, oh my God. Second Kevin, point. Second point. Here's a, would you rather question for you too? Would you rather beat oh, Bubsy? Boy. Not even necessarily mm. 100% it. Or do mm-hmm. the genocide run in Undertale? We'll go with that. For me, I will go with hundred percent Bubsy. Oh. <laughs> I, I uh, this is uh, this is it's a painful. tough decision, but I mean, as someone who's attempted those to people in Undertale, <laughs> um, I feel like once I discovered that I didn't have to care about yarn or mm-hmm. wool yeah, or exactly. whatever crafting material, I could just run through the levels. I would rather do that. Um, it, yeah. And I've, <laughs> and I've heard, I've heard though, not, you know, seen any proof of that. The game's only like two hours long. So. Okay. Well, I think, maybe I, I should have given would it another be overall hour, the least painful option. You know what? I'm satisfied with how much time I spent with Bubsy. I think, yeah, we're, I think we're good on that. Yeah. Time, but not halfway like, um, then. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> Can I get a refund? No, um, that's what Bubsy would say. Oh God! I'm, I never sell my games, but I think I might. Um, yeah, I need to return my defective copy of Bubsy. <laughs> yeah, dude, you you've you you've been should, wounded um... two times over. Um, oh, uh, I will say for our listeners that uh, there's this like video game collective thing that releases these weird pop culture projects online called Arcane Kids. They actually bought the domain rights to Bubsy3D.com. Uh, oh, no. And made this oh, no. surrealist video game called Bubsy 3D. Bubsy visits no. the James Terrell retrospective uh, <laughs> that I think is, and I think pretty much everyone agree, is the best Bubsy game. Um, question. Best. Is this the same makers of Sonic Dream World? It is the same makers of Sonic Dream's collection, yeah. Uh, Dream's mm-hmm. collection. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what they're doing. They know yeah. how dumb video games are and how to like show the absurdity of it. Uh, and just get yeah. with it. So oh my God. It's free. You can play it in your browser, bubsy3d.com. 
Did either of you guys ever play Sonic Dream Collection, or yes. did you just like watch Let's Plays like I did? Oh, okay, no, you oh, actually we, played. We played it. We played oh, it. We played it. Thought, you, yeah, you were there. Oh. We played it on the TV I, with everyone watching. Max's place. I wasn't yeah. there. Yeah, well, you yeah. guys did that while I was gone, yes. which was but merciful, he, maybe. But we oh made my Jane God, what play a trip! It. That was a good time. Yeah. Oh my God, what a trip! I like Bubsy 3D a little. I like Bubsy 3D a little bit better than Sonic Dreams Collection, I think. But they're both experiences to be had. Uh, for those who don't know, Sonic Dream Collection is not an official Sonic game, and Vor and Mpreg feature prominently, if that gives you any idea what maybe it might be about. If you don't know what Vor and Mpreg are, don't look it up. <laughs> you got to go to a different podcast. <laughs> okay, on that note, on that I think note. maybe it's time to grade Bubsy oh, and move Bubsy. on. Great. Oh, well, this is, I think, kind of a problem that, that video game rankings have always run into is, what do you give a really bad game? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like you know, there are these minuscule differences or... between a 90 and a 91, but then, yeah. like, what's the difference between a 40 and a 30? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, overall, Bubsy is extremely average to below average. Um, mm-hmm. There's just, like, nothing exciting about it. It's generally inoffensive. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. Just, like, nothing special about it. Oh, it's pretty offensive. Yeah, Yeah. I would say it is a very offensive game, and it is (laughs) well below average. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, I just, like, it didn't make enough of an impression to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's bad. I mean, it's bad. I don't know. It's just bad. What are you guys giving it score-wise? Max? Uh, I'll give it a 15. Oh, my (laughs) There's nothing there. There's nothing. It's a nothing I agree. I would also give it 15, but I would rather sleep than play this game. I guess that's true. I'll I'm go, just like that's great. I'll I'll give it a ten then. Ooh. I think Tim. we have to like kind of we have to okay Destroy we have to Bubsy. align our grading <laughs> processes because like I mean like even like a really bad game I would like think oh it's like a it's like a forty or like mm-hmm. something but I guess like are there forty points? What's of, there that's giving it forty? Yeah. What, yeah, why does what it is deserve? the forty exactly. good points? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, like, I'll hang down there with you guys. I'll give it a fifteen. <laughs> All right. I'm I sure it did much better on Metacritic. Well, well sure, because I think Metacritic 10, is. You know. I think part of the problem too. Before I look up the actual score, is like I think if uh, Metacritic will will take like an F, someone gives something and turn it into like a fifty or yeah. something, mm-hmm. right? Something. Like I that, also so. wonder if there are enough reviews to even have a score. That is a good question. Let's find Let's check out. My screen will let me do so. Bubsy. Strike back. He's up against the wall right now. We're just as far like, as I know, this game squad. sold, like, almost no copies. Three yeah. copies. Four copies. I mean, that's... Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here we go. <laughs> okay, yeah. There are 20 reviews, and the game has a 45%. What was there so. for you, you idiots? 45 that's, like, that's like an F, right? So I mean, yeah. Oh, that... that Generally, that's unfavorable reviews. That's an F. That's that's a really bad uh, game. Yeah. Um, just just tell, them, tell me what the be- what is the highest score on there? Okay, well, so Metacritic has started breaking down positive, mixed, and negative reviews, yes. right? So there are mm-hmm. zero positive okay. reviews. So okay. to the <laughs> uh, gaming journalism <laughs> world's credit, there are zero positive reviews. Uh, the most positive headline. I see is Bubsy the Woolly Strike Back may not be perfect, but it's easily the best Bubsy game ever made. This and is that true. is a they 70 from Hardcore 3D. Gamer. <laughs> I guess that's true. Um, yeah, that's a 70, and the next highest is a 58, 70. which I feel is a much more oh, reasonable. Lord. 
Okay, um, yeah, but so they're like, yeah, it sucks, but it's the best Bubsy game. But that's still that's not that's yeah. It. Like, what kind of metric is that? Also, I don't um, think it's the best Bubsy game. <laughs> no, like, even of the real Bubsy games. Um. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's nothing redeeming, and everybody here is kind of like, well, it's not. like This game doesn't actively punch you in the dick, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I think I'd like it better right. if it did. <laughs> yeah. At least, it's got At least that would surprise me. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that is the end of our games for this month. Thank you both for indulging me in Undertale, and thank you both for your service in joining me in experiencing Bubsy. Um, now is the exciting part of the podcast where we find out what our next month's game is, and that will be picked oh by Evan. Oh, all right, Evan, what do you Build got us for up. us? Build us up, baby. Build us okay. up, Buttercup. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. Don't you let me So, know. if my estimations are correct, this episode will be airing in February, the month of love, oh, or boy. Singles Appreciation Day, whichever boat you're in. So that being said, I chose the most romantic game I could think of, or least romantic, again, depending on whichever boat you're in. Oh, I'm so it's excited. It's up to what the player this? and their choices, after oh, all. I think I know what it is. I'm know. talking, of course, about Catherine, yeah. the PS3 oh, classic from Atlas. Yeah, boy. Okay. Um, so all it's right. a part puzzle game, part social simulator, uh, part outrageous rom-com. Uh, I think we're all going to enjoy this one. So Excellent I, I know choice. we've all played it before, but it's definitely been a while, and well, I wanted to... Uh, yeah. Would you say back into it's it. been a while? It's been a while <laughs> since I've been playing Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is actually great because I did not finish Catherine. Uh, oh, last, great. I got about like probably like I think two thirds through it, and I was like, this is good. I'm also, this level is also really hard. And I just like <laughs> fell off the wagon. Yeah. So, we'll talk about um, it next we'll month. We'll definitely talk about it next month. So that's great. Um, this is a really good pick, and I'm very excited about it. Thank you, Woo. Evan. Yeah, no um, problem. And in addition to the game we're excited to play, we're also <laughs> going to run the roulette to determine which new game we're playing in addition. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, like Bubsy, but hopefully not Bubsy. And so Max, Bubsy I believe... again? No, God. How did this happen? Wait, but you guys, the list is just Bubsy 42 times. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> Oh God, it's spreading. Now. It just takes it's, over your it's, computer. It's, it's Bubsy's all the way down. <laughs> all right. Uh, so this month actually has about, I believe, less than half the entrance uh, that the previous month did. I guess that's just because late November is slower mm -hmm. than October, which is when lots of games come out. And what is the what is the release period that we're looking uh, at? The here? release period that we're looking at is, give me about five seconds here, uh, mm -hmm. November 15th to December 12th, which is the day oh, sorry, after 12. the previous podcast recording until today. Uh, gotcha. I, we also took a slightly shorter break between podcasts, so mm -hmm. there's yeah, that. Sure. Uh, I am entering the choices into the wheel <laughs> now. Could you give us some highlights, or maybe not? No. Mm, no, no highlights. All right. Uh, we're going in this blind. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what highlights are. Do you want the dumbest-sounding games? Do you want games yes. you've heard of? Uh, uh, God. Probably the dumbest-sounding game was... I saw one that sounded really dumb. Where was it? Oh, uh, yes, God. yes. Give me, like, five seconds here. Mitch colon Barry Challenge. <laughs> uh, that's, that's just... I'm intrigued so by that. Uh, He's a there are a couple. Collector? There are a couple Japan only games on here, uh, mm -hmm. but they would be playable in English, I think. Okay. So, <laughs> we'll okay. see. Uh, all we'll right. Spin. I'm. Oh wait. Okay. I here we go. Save the wheel. I think I spin that wheel. wheel. Spin. Apply that wheel, wheel changes. 
And then, uh, here we go. Spin the wheel. Engage. Mostly PS4 games. There's a couple uh, DS games, but not very many. And we have... Oh! Okay. Uh, Okami HD. Yes! Uh, yes! Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I believe Shoot. this is a game that all of us have played, but they just awesome. re-released it in HD. Um, uh-huh. So that's interesting. This is the first like game people have heard of. That, uh, the wheel given and the wheel taken <laughs> away. <laughs> so, we had Bubsy last uh, month. Get your wolves ready. This is ready. another game. Yeah. This is another game that I started playing but didn't finish. Right. So I'm very excited. Um, now, <laughs> so because this is just all the games that came out, um, and well, I guess we've never finished one of these, but I'm gonna say you don't have to finish it. It's a pretty long game. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like forty. It, I think it basically something. reveals itself to you, you know, ten hours in or less. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Thankfully, uh, Catherine. Well, it's not a short game, but it's definitely not a long, it's, long. It's game, not that. So. It's not that. It's under fifteen, I think. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe if good. we can finish both, um, I'd be <laughs> excited to talk about Okami for a bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Me too. Okay. Wow. All right. Well. Well. Uh, um, again, thank you both. This has been a fun episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, looking forward to talking about both Catherine and Okami HD Ooh, next time. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Anybody have any closing statements? <laughs> no? So. Cool. All right. Silence. Um, all right. Well, I've been your host for this month. Uh, my name is Tim Zemanigan. You can find me at Twitter at Tim Z-E-E. That's Tim Z. I'm Evan Ledesma and uh, at Evsters on Twitter. That's where you'll find me. And I'm Max Sims. You can find me at Max Sims on Twitter. Cool. And that's this month's episode of My Best Friend's Game. Uh, Looking forward to talking to you next month. Bye. 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 All right. And (laughs) stop recording. Let me stop. No more.